The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Right now, though, want to talk about traffic in the city of Edmonton. There you go. I'm going to get your blood boiling right away, Chadville. Traffic and what is going on on city roads. Um, it was interesting. Uh, new parts of a uh, study released yesterday and saying that COVID-19 restrictions played a a big role in road safety this year. Um, It says the number of crashes was down dramatically, but driver behavior was a little more risky, specifically when it came to speeding. Now, you'll remember, we talked about it on this show, in in the first month or first weeks of being home during the pandemic, when everything changed and so many people ended up working from home and, and traffic was down on roads we know that um, we saw about half the normal traffic volume during during that time but there was a significant increase in the number of drivers speeding and speeding over 20 kilometers an hour and 50 50 kilometers an hour some big numbers there so wanted to talk about that but as well collisions on Edmonton streets dropped during the COVID-19 pandemic but the city says the same number of people died in traffic related accidents so far this year in 2019 Jessica Lamar Lamar is the director of traffic safety with the city of Edmonton Jessica welcome back to the show happy Friday Jalen Happy Friday. Yes, thank goodness it is Friday. All right, so uh, tell us about where we're standing right now. You updated uh, the situation um, uh, yesterday during a news conference. Um, let's let's talk about some of those numbers before we get to the safe mobility strategy 21 through 25, because I think that's really interesting as well. But cycling back to what I was talking about off the top here, when we <laughs> those numbers of, of people speeding during that time, earlier this year I mean you know the police were talking about it we were talking about it are we still seeing that Jessica or has it dropped off you know our streets have completely changed from COVID the way that we interact with them the way that we use them what we expect of them you know with so many more people working from home or staying home and, and not commuting around the city to events and whatnot you know, you talked about it. Those traffic volumes have been down, and and now we see them back to closer to normal. It's, it's about 15% lower, except for places like the downtown, which you would expect, you know, you're still seeing massive drops. So, you know, I think with all of that, we've seen changes in people's behaviors too, and the, the speeding issue is not quite as stark as it was um, back in sort of March, April, when we had half the cars on the road and uh you know it kind of opened up this unintentional speedway but because because of those fatality numbers and you know a lot of those um really tragic situations are driven by extreme speed it, we know it's still prevalent and having an impact on yeah, it's interesting when you look at the, the, the collision numbers, as I mentioned, that uh, those numbers have, have dropped, the collision numbers have dropped, but uh, the same number of people are dying in those, in, in traffic-related accidents. I mean, I, I, collisions maybe because there's not as many ro- uh, cars out there, you know, or earlier this year, but yeah, it's still it's still staggering to me that the same number of people are, are losing their lives in these accidents in this city. 
Absolutely, and there's there's really no reason why our friends and neighbors and colleagues and loved ones shouldn't be getting home safely because of traffic. Uh, they're completely preventable. And again, when you look at these fatality crashes, this year, you know, a really good chunk of them are due to impairment and to speed, and we can control both of those factors. Those are choices that we make. Yeah, interesting. Can you, you break us down on, on those numbers with the with the fatalities? I'm just trying to find it in front of me, and I can't. So off the top of your head, you probably know this. What were we, if we looked to last year to this year, how do they compare? So last year, at the end of the year, uh, 14 people had passed away from uh, traffic crashes. So far this year, we're at 12 already, which, oh, you know, it, that just hurts me to say that number because we're talking about human beings, we're talking about lives. Absolutely. All right. So yesterday, part of uh, what you talked about was the Safe Mobility Strategy 2021 through 2025. Part of this, of course, uh, you know, in the, un, under the banner of, of Vision Zero, which, um, you know, has been in place for, for quite some time now. How have we seen, and I know a lot of people ask me this, when I, when I talk with you, Jessica, and when we have conversations about safety on, on city roads, about if we are actually seeing a difference so can you take us through this over the past number of years from 2015 when you know this real focus uh, came in to to now how have things changed on our roads yeah so vision zero you know the city of Edmonton became a leader in North America by adopting vision zero in 2015 and this is not something that we made up ourselves this is an internationally recognized goal um, and so since we, we adopted that and we started putting our efforts towards what's called safe systems, um, that means thinking about our, our transportation network in such a way that, you know, people are going to make mistakes. We can't avoid that. We need to protect people, especially the most vulnerable humans who aren't protected by a vehicle. Um, we, need to pr- we need to protect them so that when those mistakes happen, they don't result in serious injury and death. And so since putting that perspective on the work, um, we've seen a 56% reduction in fatalities and a 30% reduction in serious injuries on our roads. You can't put a price on that. That's incredible progress in just five years of focus on the road. Without a doubt. So when we are looking ahead to the next five years then, Jessica, you know, you're talking about some of the areas that need uh, still some improvement. And um, it's uh, as soon as I bring up cyclists or pedestrians, let me tell you something. Things get pretty heated on my old text line. But there's there's still a lot of of, of a lot of room to to improve when it comes to safety for, let's say, cyclists and for pedestrians. That's that's a real. Those are two problem areas, uh, you know, isn't it? You know, when we look at serious injury and fatality crashes um, and we break it down, only 1% of crashes between vehicles result in that level of tragedy. But 25% of the time that it involves a vulnerable road user, so someone who's not in the vehicle, it results in serious injury and fatality. That evidence right there goes to show that people who are outside vehicles are at risk and at our, you know, there are a higher level of harm for them on the road. And there shouldn't be. The roads are for everyone. Uh, and I know that that still seems to be something that we have challenges with culturally as a society. But we keep building a city where we want to make it safe for people to move around no matter 
what mode they're choosing, what age they are, what their ability level is, or even, you know, what season of the year it is. And we can do that without, you know, majorly um, causing harm to other modes uh, as they move around. Jessica Lemaire joining me this afternoon, the Director of Traffic Safety for the City of Edmonton. Jessica, so when it comes to, you know, if we're looking to improve um, safety on the roads for pedestrians and cyclists, where do we start? Where can you see changes being made to improve their safety? That's a a great question. So one of the actions that we have in in the strategy is to um, enhance our current program around crosswalks. So we have a program called Safe Crossings, and essentially what that is looking to do is to make sure we're putting the right measures in place for people to cross the road. Uh, And, you know, when we make it safer for people outside of vehicles, we actually make it safer for everyone, too. I mean, nobody wants to be involved in a a crash, regardless of the level of tragedy. Um, And so when we put these things in place, you know, whether it's, helping to narrow the crossing distance for a pedestrian so there's not so far to travel, um, or putting in pedestrian signals, you know, like the flashing beacons or the overhead lights. Um, You know, it really helps everybody uh, reduce the confusion when it comes to those spaces and and to feel more confident uh, in, in their movements while they're there. Jessica, I know that um, this has to appeal and has to um, connect with not just uh, drivers in a vehicle, but I I do also believe that some of the responsibility falls on pedestrians and it falls on the cyclists. It is, is, uh, you know, if we're looking at cyclists, pedestrians and people driving vehicles, so you're looking at three different groups there, but somehow we have to start... um, respecting each other I think a little bit better on the roads and I think everybody not just drivers but um, the cyclists and the pedestrians have to take a little bit more responsibility for what they're doing I get the fact that if you're in a vehicle you're protected a, a whole lot more but I think that you know that all has to be a part of this would you agree or disagree on that one so, you know, I agree with the premise of what people refer to as shared responsibility. That means every single one of us has a role to play in creating a safe system. And there are rules of the road and there are, you know, safe and also courteous and respectful ways of behaving on the road that we can all participate in. The problem I find with this shared responsibility concept is that sometimes it gets used uh, to explain a way the major area of focus uh, that we need. So one one piece to that puzzle is when we actually get into that crash data for serious injuries and fatalities, 80% of those crashes are caused by a driver error. Now we're not trying to set up a, an us versus them kind of mentality here. It's really just looking at the causes of those crashes and, and getting into that and what do we need to do from an engineering perspective, from an enforcement perspective, from an education and public awareness aspect to help everybody improve their behaviors in that space. We just can't ignore that those vehicles um, are a major aspect in terms of whether someone survives the crash or not. Jessica, you touched on, you you mentioned engineering uh, in your comments there, and and I'm wondering 
When it comes to building new neighborhoods in in this city and, you know, out where I live, there's a new neighborhood going up, you know, 4K up uh, the road from here. And, and, and I'm wondering how the, the safety data and, and the data that you work with and Vision Zero works with every day is being used to better design uh, safer neighborhoods, uh, safer roadways in new neighborhoods. That's a great question. And, you know, once you start to see them show up, you know, actually on in the space and being developed in the ground, that means they've been in the work for a long time before that. Um, and so I think some of the work the city's done on, you know, our complete streets guidelines, for example, which helps us to really think about all the different users in a space and how we design new spaces, those are really important. And they embed principles from Vision Zero and Safe Systems right in them. But I also think that some of our opportunities lie not only in those new neighborhoods, which aren't as frequent anymore, but also on redevelopments or infills within the city already. Uh, And so we're actually working with our colleagues over in the planning area to develop an initiative, uh, working with the folks who develop those properties to find ways to, you know, uh, build in traffic safety upgrades connected to them that bring benefit to everyone as an amenity to the community. Jessica, how does photo radar work into all of this moving forward? And I just said photo radar, so you know everything is going to blow up on my text line here. But how how does this work? Uh, how will this work moving forward uh, when it comes to the the safe mobility strategy through through 2025? Yeah, managing speeds on our roads is an absolutely essential uh, component to safe mobility strategy and to Vision Zero overall. So, you know, the folks on your text line who are hoping to see it disappear in the strategy will be disappointed. But um, we don't expand significantly that work, and there's a couple of reasons for that. The first is there is a moratorium in place right now through the provincial government on new locations in particular. So we're working within the current complement of that. But I think the more important aspect of this enforcement piece is how closely we work with the Edmonton Police Service. You know, we provide each other with data and insight and and we share that to make sure that we're working together to keep people safe on the streets. You know, not everybody responds to automated enforcement. There are folks who are getting way too many tickets. There are folks who are uh, just going way too fast to start with. And one of the programs we have in place with Uh, the EPS is to share that kind of information so that those folks who aren't responding to our program, um, they may need to have that escalation for a, you know, a phone call or a visit from an officer uh, to remind them about safety on the road. So I think one of the most important things to remember always about automated enforcement is that 100% is effective on our roads. We see safety impacts all of the time. We see crashes going down at the locations where we have enforcement. We see speeds declining. Uh, and that research has also happened through the U of A. But the second piece to remember is that we all have the power not to get a ticket in the mail because we control that gas pedal. So, um, you know, just those pieces, not always everyone's favorite <laughs> to remember and take home at the end of the day, but... 
part of the job. Oh, no, so remind no you. Jessica. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's uh, it's a never-ending debate on whether or not photo radar is uh, is a cash cow, and I can tell you that uh, a lot of my listeners believe that it is. Uh, I'll be honest with you, it works for me. If I'm on, you know, a stretch of road, and I'm saying like I I try to make sure that I stay in there because I don't want to get a darn ticket, um, okay. and and so it works for me. But uh, I I know this debate will be never-ending. Jessica, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. If people want to read more, find out more about the safe mobility strategy and the plan moving forward here for the next five years, where's the best place to do that? Uh, yeah, they can check it out at edmonton.ca slash safe streets. We've got all the safe information streets. provided there. Awesome. Thank you for this. Have a great weekend, Jessica. Thank you, Jalen. Thanks so much. Yeah.